Sauce is doing that nervous laughter because the guys, the guy's patience is running thin. This is, uh, <laughs> this is take, take 20 for trying to start this first, uh, first episode. Um, it's been a frustrating evening, but hey, we're back again. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, um, welcome to Ball and Bounce. Uh, we're, co- we're your co-hosts, Foy and Soso. And uh, on the podcast, we're basically just going to be discussing all things EPL, what's going on in the league, how are teams performing, who are, we, <coughs> who are we selecting for our FPL in the upcoming week. Um, and with season or week one around the corner, which is I think going to be on Friday, That's right? That's true. Um, we want to, you know, kind of get this kick started. Um, and I know there are, part, there are lots of podcasts out there, especially ones on EPL, to be honest. But what kind of changed us to start this is we wanted to, you know, there, there's a gap with um, content for, you know, for us by us, long story <laughs> short. And we are, we are. You know, if you look at any of the stats, um, we are the, if not the largest consuming body, we're we're top three, you know, cohorts of consumers. And it is insane to us that we don't have any kind of representation or community where, you know, we can go to kind of talk and and just hear each other out. So that's why we started it or that's why we're starting this podcast and welcome to episode one. We grew up, so this this podcast will be is a football podcast, but it will be mostly focused on the English uh, mm-hmm. Premier League. Uh, we grew up watching yeah. the Barclays Premier League back in the day uh, with the Lion, with the Lion and the Crown. Wait, is this is not still Barclays? Is it Barclays? It, is still no, the sponsor, sponsor but it's not official sponsor. It's not like the Barclays Premier League anymore. It's just oh, the okay, English Premier okay, League. Okay. So that's where we started watching it okay. uh, with the. Wow. With the adverts with Wayne Rooney and uh, Skulls, David, David Beckham, Beckham. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah. I was saying that I love how all your references are man you greats. Like you did not mention, and 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 I'm sorry to start this banter early, right? But that is why we are the greatest team and club on the oh, earth. That is why. I I feel you. I feel you because even you two. Who do you remember? Ten. I did not hear. One Arsenal player that you mentioned, they're not one. Um, but yeah, man, and you know, I think it's it's so it, it, it's so crazy because I have so many great memories with football. You know, I have some fun memories with friends that are no longer with us. Yeah. You know, uh, where we just connected on football. I remember like Saturday and Sundays in my household growing up. Like it was something me and my dad used yep. to bond on. You know, he he was big into football too. Like it's just there's just a whole culture about, yeah. uh, around it. Definitely growing up in school too, the the whole banter and competition that's built around football. So it's just a it's and and even till today, you know, we are still everly year after year. No matter how trash the game is, all of us are buying feels, FIFA. 
all of us are playing right. FIFA. It just feels it feels you like know? Christmas Day, right? The start of the Premier League season. It just feels so mm-hmm. exciting. I mm-hmm. I feel like this summer has been very dry because you know it was meant to be a it was meant to be a World Cup summer, but um, that was postponed to December, November, and December of yep. this year. So it was just yep. particularly a dry non-football summer. Um, but uh, hey, the Premier League season is about to start in three days for us. Uh, Friday, August fifth. Yeah. Uh, obviously, my yeah. team, Arsenal, going to Selhurst Park, Crystal Palace, to <laughs> for the for the curtain raiser for the season. I mean, every season is always going to be the best ever season. But um, I guess we should just get started on talking about uh, how we feel about going into the twenty twenty two twenty twenty three season. How you feeling? Oh boy, I'm feeling. Um, I mean, so just for context, um, you guys know or should know, I'm a I'm a Man U fan, and I've been a Man U fan probably since I was like eight years old. You know, all them Beckham and Co. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm again. I think for me, personally, right, last year was a detestable season for us, and so you know, not only for Manchester United, so for me as a fan, and then for me also as a contender in FPL, you know, last year I I came last in all my leagues that I was part of, so, you know, and and part of it too was just morale gradually, you know, going down because Manu was performing badly, you know, so it's like, I, I would, I would, I would welcome anyone that does some kind of analysis on i wonder the top performers in fpl is there any correlation to their team success in in epl do you understand what i'm saying because mm. for me anytime man is doing crap i'll just naturally stop caring do you understand like like no, 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 my... because we, we we talked about this in our friend group you're, you're an emotional fpl player at least yes. in the past yeah you, yeah yeah you... no I, yeah i've learned I've learned, and put, that will you, not be the case. <laughs> you put season. a lot of uh, Manchester United players on your team, and that was just a recipe for disaster. <laughs> like, yep. yep. That was a recipe for disaster last year. Yeah. But um, how do you, how do you want to do it? Do we want to, like, let's talk about the season, going into the season, what we expect, some of the transfers that have happened, sure. some preview stuff, and then we sure. can just touch on FPL. Um, sure, sure. To wrap so, it all so, up. Yeah, I think for <clears throat> so <clears throat> with the transfer market, obviously, um, a lot of a lot has been happening. Um, it has been, I think, it's kind of in the middle. I'm not sure about a lot of signings, um, that teams have you know could have been completed, but there've been a couple solid ones and some that are exciting that I'm looking forward to. Obviously, the one I'm most looking forward to, even though it is to our rivals, is Haaland's performance in Man City. Um, you know, since Aguero left or retired, however many, what, two seasons ago, I feel like that's, that striker in Man City has been missing. Like, they don't, you know, they, they still performed very well, which... Right. Which is which was interesting to see because when Aguero was present, of course this was before like towards the end when he was about to retire, he was a, it was one of the main places where they were getting a lot of their goals. 
Yeah. Um, and the guy retired, and basically the team stepped up. I mean, last year you are seeing defenders that are the best players on the team, which is yeah. unheard of. So I feel like the game itself is actively changing. I remember at least when we were growing up watching all them Barcelona and Co. It was a very passing game, you know. It was a team game, you know. And then, right. you know, when Mbappe and Co. came to the scene, it came. It became all about speed. And that's when Man U was getting decked. We have a lot of old players now, you know. You have to consider what is your what is the distribution of age on your team. Are you are you having fast players? Even even in FPL too, you know, FPL is not about individually. If you are doing like ultimate team and stuff, you can have the best tactical players like Bruno, Pogba, all those guys. If they mm-hmm. have no speed, they will, you will constantly be beat. So people create yeah. their teams around players that are fast. Um, so I think my the one I'm mostly excited about is going to see how Haaland performs in City. Um, obviously, they lost uh, Sterling as well, um, mm-hmm. which again, <clears throat> you know, I'm sorry he wasn't he wasn't really my favorite player in in uh, City. I I thought he was very inconsistent. And he, he pissed me off a lot, even even as a non-City fan. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm mostly looking forward to Haaland, I think. Um, what were uh, some of the other... Yeah, go ahead. I, you know, just taking on City, I think what you, you said, a, you said like a lot that I agree with. I think Pep Guardiola... Pep Guardiola is an... He's a very interesting coach, um, yep. very adaptable. Yep. I think the philosophy in which he employs for his teams is that every player, including the goal, goalkeeper, is mm-hmm. an outfield player and should be able to play mm-hmm. um, uh, play an outfield ball. So right. I think last season was an example as to every pundit was like, oh, we're just going to give Liverpool the league because we don't see City winning the league without a marquee striker yes. out there. Because um, Jesus, <laughs> yeah, Jesus, Jesus was, we saw at the end of Aguero's season or the final season for Aguero, Jesus was converting into more of a right winger. Yep. Um, he was meant to be a backup to Aguero, but he never yes. really lived up to that expectation under Pep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so he became more of a winger than a striker. Mm-hmm. So they didn't make any. I mean, at the end of um, at the end of uh, the previous season, so beginning of the last season that just ended, they were trying their hardest to sign Harry Kane, if you remember. Yes. Um, they, they, Harry, they tried, Harry was behaving like Ronaldo now, not showing up to training, doing right, crap. Right. He yeah. had just Harry had just come back from being in the finals of the Euros. He was hot property. Yeah, but, he was on fire that last but, but, season. Yeah. <laughs> the year the year prior, he forgot that he signed a four year deal with uh, Spurs. <laughs> so <laughs> Daniel Le- Levy was like, "You're not going anywhere, man. Unless yeah, you give yeah. me hundred and fifty, hundred and fifty m." So um, yeah, it was and really I'm sorry, frustrating. Nobody in their right mind is paying one fifty for kid. Right. Like right. like like. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, a tw- a twenty nine year old that was good. That's going to be thirty this season. 150M, no, there's no way you're going to get that. I mean, he'll score yeah. goals for you, but that's yeah, just two yeah. seasons. Yeah, it's not worth 150, no. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, City, City did, um, they were very shrewd, this transfer market. I think they got most people that they needed, but I feel like they haven't filled out their 
left-back spot. Um, they still have Cancelo um, playing left-back. Yeah. They sold yeah. uh, Jim, Jim Chesk. Jim, oh my God, what am I? Yes, yeah. Um, Zimchenko, Zimchenko, Zimchenko. Zimchenko. Yeah, they yeah, Zimchenko. We actually need to go and look at the correct pronunciation because even me too, like, it's like you, you messing it up. It's not messing it up for me. <laughs> Dude, I really I'm I even scared to say, I'm even scared to say what I think is right. <laughs> but yeah. Um, um, yeah, yeah, so they sold him, they sold him to Arsenal. Um, so so saw, let me ask you a question. Do you think yeah. that so so in the absence of a main striker and City still performing, you know, still cleaning yeah. it up? Do yeah. you think that the presence of like how do you think the presence of Haaland? Because one one thing that became very, you know, paramount at least for me is that I, I started picking up on how money actually orchestrates and drives a lot of things in terms of the players that play, who starts and stuff like that. Especially with the signing of Ronaldo to Man U last year, right? This is a player that is a high ticket fee for you weekly. It almost is impossible. Like you can't not play him. Like you have to play him, right? And so I think Haaland, you know, we just discussed how with Pep last season, the whole team was able to step up and still ball. And now right. you finally fill that role with a striker. Yep. So is are we are we saying that we anticipate City's playing style and you know to change or, or what? Not not fundamentally. So now we're pivoting to tactics. I think it's going to be a change to the way the midfielders play. So a lot okay. of the da- the dashing runs that them Gundogan, KDB, Foden were running into the box to finish yeah. crosses. Those yeah. won't be seeing that as much because Haaland <laughs> okay. Haaland is a presence in the in the box, okay. right? In the eighteen. Okay. So I think those those will change. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of uh, more possession ball with um, mm. just to like I think Pep's first season that's when Yaya Toure was there you, mm-hmm. you concentrate on heavy possession and then just open it up to Haaland with just him and the keeper basically yep. Yep. so I think that's going to be their approach um, it's going to be kind of challenging to Haaland because Haaland is a player that likes to run with the ball on his feet yep but we we're playing in a pep team. He has to yeah, adjust to yeah. passing, yep. um, playing balls, along long yeah. ball, playing Bodies, playing along the yeah. passing lanes and stuff like that. Mm. So um, it's gonna yeah, be interesting but, but, to see. But to be fair, he also had those opportunities um, at Dortmund, and I think he he looks like a very well-rounded player, which is why I'm also kind of interested. Like I'm I'm definitely going to follow him this season and just see how he performs how he transitions of course they say premier league is you know that is it is top tier football <clears throat> and so i'm just curious to see how he fits in i wonder if he puts any pressure on mbappe as well to maybe try to come to the premier league or something i don't know we didn't see a need you know when when the whole rivalry between messi and ronaldo both of them were in la liga so it was a, it was the the matchup was perfect. You have two individuals that are 
arguably the best that we've ever seen and they are on opposing teams and they right. equally detest each other and are competing right. for the same trophy and to get the stamp of best. You know, I'm wondering if, you know, Mbappe, I know, I know, you know, his whole contract at PSG playing with Messi and Neymar right now, again, he it might not be something that he's that he needs or is interested in. And he's also a very these guys are young guys too. So there's a yeah. lot of time to develop into you know that position but i'm very interested with Haaland, and i'm curious to see how you know pep adjusts his tactics so now talking about uh, his replacement jesus uh, yes yeah where he they, we are seeing jesus shining in in arsenal at least preseason he's looking yeah. good you know let's talk about that yeah, Jesus is um, definitely showing that he's the striker that Arsenal needed in uh, at least for preseason, the preseason form. <laughs> um, I believe I believe it's five goals in uh, seven games. Wow. Nice. In uh, preseason, he's um, he's he looks very sharp. He looks like he's uh, engaged, and um, mm-hmm. you know he worked very closely with Arteta when Arteta was in City. So. Um, I feel like that's how a lot of these players are actually being recruited also, of too. Of course, yeah. Of course. So I mean, uh, you see the uh, um, ETH cleaning up mind you with all Ajax players, like the right. guys just the whole defensive line and even some of the guys targeting all people that he's worked with previously. So those relationships, right. networking, in you know, is important anywhere you go. He was definitely, yeah, Arteta was definitely instrumental in the recruitment of uh, those city players that we got this summer, <clears throat> because yep. I think his style is, um, he's, and we'll see more more of this when we drop the um, all or nothing um, Amazon Prime um, show. We'll see that. Uh, um, Ateta is really direct. He's very. Mm-hmm. He's a very emotional coach. He knows how to talk to players and uh, motivate players. His number one thing is respect. So um, okay. a lot of a lot, a lot of players. Right, right. A lot of the players we have right now. If you actually peep the team, there are no huge egos in the team. Mm-hmm. The last huge ego I feel like we had was Obama Yang, and you know what happened to, in yeah, that, yeah, in that yeah. situation. So yeah. um, he's he's cultivating a team of hungry, hungry boys that just want to win, and they're not putting themselves above the team. So it's interesting to see where Arsenal goes um, this uh, yeah. season. I'm also I'm, I'm also very interested in their all in uh, all or nothing. Um, um, I, like I want to see the documentary. documentary. I think they are going to be a very you, you, you can feel them turning a corner, and yeah. as much as you know their rivals, like I'm happy for them because there's is I don't want this to sound weird, but being winning is not as fun when your rivalries are crap. Or like they are not even competition. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, let it be a battle and let both of you be equally matched and still come out on top. That's when you can't have bragging rights. Right. And so, of course, with Arsenal, we've seen them kind of struggle, go through coaches, and now it looked like Ateta came in and he's, you know, bro. I'm very surprised. I'm very happy for him because I thought he was going to come and flop. I didn't think yeah. he was ready to, you know, step into a lead manager's position. But yeah. he proved, you know, all of us, uh, uh, 
proving all, all of us wrong. So yeah. I'm very curious to see how he performs this year. I think Arsenal is a team to watch this this season for sure. Yeah. No, I think I think that was I think you're right. I think Arteta is a kind of coach that I feel like he needed to build his own team. And for the past yep. three, we've had him for three seasons. Now this is going to be his third, I believe. Um, he's um, at least third full season. He's he's building his team. He's recruiting the players he wants, and that's just testament to uh, the board backing him and understanding yeah. that this is going to be a long term project. Uh, we have yeah. young players that are, we were the youngest team last uh, season, mm-hmm. average mm-hmm. age of about twenty two years old. So. Crazy. With losing some of the old heads too, like Azette, Obama, Yang, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. J- just breaking news today, uh, former number one keeper Leno uh, has signed with Fulham. Um, oh wow, I didn't know that. Okay. Yes. So these these are just like big big personalities, yeah, older folks. Yeah, there's a right. new wave coming in. You can you can you can also. You can also see with um, who we picked as our captain now. Um, Odegaard, Martin Odegaard is the yep. club captain right now. So it's exciting to see Arsenal, the project of Arsenal go. Um, I hope this season is a good one for the team. Um, we just need to know how to deal with adversity. I think Arsenal, when we play team that we can, we expect <laughs> to win, we win. Yeah, when it's yeah. In, when it, Are when you guys need to stop that thing? <laughs> like, yeah. you need when to, it comes to... You need to stop that thing. When it comes to adversity, we struggle. So... Um, uh, I just hope uh, Atessa has a plan for uh, games that we go down 2-0, 1-0, uh, being able to bounce back. Because um, yep. you see teams, great teams like City, uh, Liverpool, they go down 2-0, three, well, not 3-0, but 2-0, they are still able to bounce back. Yep. So, um, yeah, and let's let's switch gears to the next, uh, next team on the agenda. We talked about City, we talked about Arsenal a little bit. Let's just go to Manchester United real quick. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. For for Man U, I think we've we've had some good signings. Again, I would I want to see how they fare. Like it's still too early, and after you know watching the Premier League closely the last two seasons, I know better than to you know be speaking confidently about anything until the right. season starts. I don't know what's going on. You know, we signed uh, Alessandro Martinez. We signed Malasia. These are all, you know, centre-back, left-back. So it's interesting, or it's going to be interesting to see how, like, you know, Luke Shaw, because, you know, he's, he's been a little bit inconsistent too. We've not really been seeing him in, a, in action a lot, at least with in, in last season. I think our defence is, again very laughable to be a top team in the Premier League. You know, we have um, <laughs> Maguire. <laughs> Maguire. We have Varane that I thought would come in and maybe have some kind of presence and just hasn't been the case. But, you know, I'm very happy. Bai, you know, you, you, you know all, my, all my friends know how much I love Bai. I think... A defender as, as as a defender you should be scary you should be physical you should be aggressive right yeah. as a defender like you should have people be afraid you should almost try to force them to take shots further out you shouldn't have yeah. defenders that your your people don't even respect and i feel like 
a lot of players don't respect Man U defenders, and it is also why we considered a lot of goals that were due to poor defending. And yeah. so I've always been a huge fan of Bayi. I've always wanted him to be, you know, get through his injuries and stuff. And he has shined in in the preseason. I know there was some rumblings around if he was going to get, you know, sold or traded or whatever. But it looks like at least for for now he's going to be here to stay. So I'm curious to see how he gets played with maybe Lissandro Martinez and Malasia and and let's see. I still think our right back is a position that we need to clean up. Our, our whole defensive line just yeah. needs to be cleaned up. Now, we've talked, you know, let's talk about Pogba leaving back to Juventus. Obviously, yeah. something that saddens my heart, but, you know, I think we had kind of come to that uh, place with Pogba, you know. So now we've signed Ericsson. I don't know what's going on with the whole. Uh, conversations with um, what's his name? His name is skipping my mind right now. From that was supposed to be Pogba's replacement, <laughs> De Jong. Um, uh, so yeah, yeah, Frankie. <clears throat> so you know, I don't know what's going on with that. We have Ericsson now. I think our midfield still needs a lot of work. You know, last season Bruno Fernandez was missing in action, at least in comparison to the previous season where he was like the best player in the, in the league yep. next yep. after Salah and Harry Kane, giving right. them a good run for their money and he's not even a striker. So yeah. I think as we see from action last season, I, 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 I and and you know, I think that has a lot to do with the Ronaldo signing too. So I'm yeah. curious to see basically how it comes in and cleans this whole thing up with the defense and midfield. I think up top we have solid players, <clears throat> right? Yeah. Um, you know, Rashford, Martial, you know, Ronaldo, Jaden. Jaden has been solid, so I'm curious to see how he performs this season too. And then, of course, the elephant in the room, Ronaldo. I'm starting, I'm starting to, I've, I'm starting to see some pictures of him looking like he's back in training or whatever. I don't know if they are. I don't know if they're adopted or real or whatever. You know, he played He played in you guys' last match. I forget who you guys played. I want to say Atletico Madrid. Um, okay. He played in that game and he he was subbed off early and there were pictures of him after being subbed off leaving the leaving the stadium. So there's definitely, um, there's definitely something with uh, the attitude there. Um, they're, obviously, <laughs> they're obviously mad mad rumors about him not wanting to play in Europa so that's his thing I think Ronaldo there are two things about him I want to say he's, yes first of all he's going to be 38 in February yes he's coming towards the end of his career yep he at this point Ronaldo has established himself as a brand a yes. business Yes. He has set a certain standard for himself and that standard yep. is at least Champions League football Yes, at least. Yep. So not not being in the Champions League this season really, um, yeah, really is contrary to what uh, he he knows. Yeah, the, he, the level he, he's used to playing at. Right. So um, you you see the the rumors about him getting his agent to talk to Chelsea's owners, to talk to Atletico Madrid, to go back to Juventus. So he just he's trying to he's trying to get out. Um, but I. I think it's a tricky one. I, 
I feel like this year is going to be a transition year for Manchester United. And okay. simply, transition years don't fall in the plans for uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. It's yeah, just not he doesn't, something... He doesn't have that. He doesn't, that's, he doesn't have that time. He doesn't you know, have that not, time. Yeah, yeah. He can't give that to us. So it's, it's interesting to see what happens. I mean, the transfer window closes September 1st. Um, we'll see what happens in the next four weeks or so. Um, but... If I'm a betting man, I'll say he'll stay in the team. He still has one year, I want to say, on his contract with Manchester yeah. United. Um, so we'll see how that goes. I, I, I feel like, honestly, he might, Eric might put his foot down. And this is Eric Tenghan, the new coach. Yes. Yeah. Fun, fun fact, he's the only new coach in uh, the Premier League this season. So every oh, other wow. coach was with yeah, their yeah. team. Yeah. Um, yep. Including uh, Nottingham Forest and uh, Bournemouth. Yep. Yep. All those, okay. all those teams that got promoted: um, Fulham, Bournemouth, and uh, Nottingham Forest. They all have yeah. their coaches. But yeah, we'll see how that goes. I think Eric is a he's a tech tech technician. He knows what he expects yep. from his players. I saw a couple of videos. I mean, and they're all just snippets, though. But he seems yeah, like he's someone that. Discipline. Exactly, yeah. he seems he seems like someone that demands if you don't make the right pass, yeah, oh, he's he's screaming at you. He's screaming yeah. at you. So, yeah. I think this would be good for the young bulls like Rashford, Martial, Jaden Sancho, sure. just the um, the entire team, even Bruno right. too. You know, right? I right. think I think a lot of what happens with because Manu is such a massive team globally mm-hmm. that you know we have and we historically are known for signing on paper we look amazing yeah. right but there is no team chemistry there is no teamwork it is just a bunch of superstars and yeah. they are just coming there to play superstar uh, soccer or football right. they're not they're not working with each other and stuff so and, and and that has been i think that has been the strategy since sir alex ferguson left except <laughs> Except with, um, I think Luis Van Gaal had a had a good had good tactics, but the players could adopt it like he wanted yeah. it to. Jose yep. Mourinho had tactics, but it wasn't suited for the players as well. Yeah, um, not for the team. But, yeah, Definitely not for, not for Pogba. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, Manchester United is an interesting one this season. Um, definitely don't think they're going to make it to the top four. Um, you think but, so? I don't think they'll make it to the top four. No, not this season. Um, okay. But it'll be interesting to see how they play. And I will get towards... I know we're hitting the half an hour mark, but we'll get towards predictions towards the end. Yep. Um, let's pivot to uh, Spurs. Uh, I like Spurs. Uh, well, oh man, that's so sacrilegious <laughs> for me to say. But I, 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 I like what Spurs has done this summer, right? I'm a fan of football. So... Um, and Antonio Conte um, yes. is the coach. I feel like any team that has him is is serious about winning a title, uh, the league yep. title. Um, Conte is a simple man in the sense that he requires um, players that fit his style. So you have to be willing to spend money for the players he needs. And mm-hmm. he requires a preseason. Um, so last year, he came in in January... Um, after they sacked uh, Nuno, um, the former Wolves <laughs> coach, and um, immediately you could see, even though even though he didn't get the preseason with the team, you could see Spurs fight from. I think they were tenth at a yes. point. 
yes. to finishing in top four at the end of the season. That's just okay. testament to to what Conte can do. And then now this season with um with preseason, I mean they started way earlier than most teams. They went to Asia. Um, right. He has them conditioned. I saw some videos of uh, Harry Kane yeah, running, winded, running um, the entire field almost ten times, almost throwing up. Um, yeah. it, sh- it shows you what he demands from his players. He demands his players to be physically fit, not only be yes. good footballers, but to be physically yes. fit. Yep. So he's really he's really conditioning the players. Um, they they made a lot of signings, which is contrary to what uh, Daniel Levy. Um, does. But the yeah. one I particularly want to um, shout out is um, uh, Richarlison. Um, these guys, um, Richarlison is a, I think he's a premier, he's established himself as a premier league player. Um, starting with, uh, I believe he was in Watford, yeah, Watford mm-hmm. and then he went to Everton and now he's in Tottenham. Yep. Um, and performed well in everything too last season. Yep, he's one of the reasons why they stayed up, yep. and they weren't relegated. So, um, it's interesting to see how he adapts to a high-performing and I'll say title-seeking team this uh, this uh, season. Um, but Spurs, Spurs seems like a dark horse to watch out for. Um, yeah, for the league yeah. title. So my, uh, you know, my own comments on Conte, I don't, I don't see, I don't see the stars yet. I don't see what the hype is about just yet. Um, I do not see the success of the team having anything to do with his presence or coaching. And maybe that's incorrect. I don't know, but I, I guess I, I need to see. I want more time with him. And we need to see how sports are performing. I think it is one of the things where like they need to they need to win something that is you know, they need to win the title soon. Because this is a team where their owners they've spent stupid money, they have the best stadium, they have the best staff, you know, grounds, they've cleaned everything up, but Nobody talks about football and talks about unmentioned sports. They have no track record. They have no history of success. There's nothing. There's nothing. Ex- the most exciting thing about Spurs is Son. That is it. Like there's nothing there that anybody is really in there for, looking for whatever. So, I uh, you know I'm, I think let's see how Conte fares this season. I think those those boys are in dire need of a trophy soon. Like something mm-hmm. needs to gel to kind of cement their presence as a top team in the Premier League, which till to date they are not to me. So that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at with them. Um Yeah. Just for some uh, notable mentions for some of the signings they've made, um, they brought in even Perisic from Inter. Yes. Yep. They brought in uh, Clement Langley from Barcelona, Bisuma, yep. which Bissuma. we saw in, yep. in uh, Brighton. Um, obviously, they have Kuluseski, who was, um, I believe, a loan from Juve um, mm-hmm. back in the January transfer window. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if they have him on a permanent now. Uh, they got Fraser Foster. So it's interesting to see. I mean, like, obviously, like you said, they don't have that tradition of winning. And 
but they have a coach that knows what it means to win. So yep. every every team that Conte has been on, he's won a major trophy. So let's let's see what this season. This is his first full season with the team. Let's see how he does. Very excited yep. to see how competitive the league is going to get. At least I feel like, and this might be um, getting into my own predictions. I feel like a team that can challenge the top two, obviously Manchester City and Liverpool, is going to be Spurs. Um, those are the guys I think are going to challenge those uh, teams. Let's let, let's see. Well, with Spurs, we've talked about Spurs. Uh, we'll just pivot to Chelsea. Uh, how do we feel about yeah. Chelsea? Honestly, I think for <laughs> me, uh, Chelsea is the team that I just feel like. They need this season. This season is going to be their inshallah vibe season. I'll explain what I mean by that. So, um, for our listeners, if you don't know what inshallah vibes means, it's just you know, we're just leaving it to you God, know, right? yeah, you, know, know, yeah. you pray for the best, and you, you pray do for the best. <laughs> You pray for the best. Um, and I say that because um, these guys have had the iron grip of um, yes. the, Russian, the Russian oligarch since 2003, I want to say. Yep. Um, uh, Roman Abramovich came and he was a brutal owner. Brutal because I say he doesn't care about anything but winning. Yes. At any cost. He doesn't care about yep. tradition. He doesn't yeah, care about nah, coaches. Nah. He doesn't care about anything. Nah. What just what win. does it what does it take to win? And with that kind of um, executive, the kind of standards they set are pretty high. So Chelsea was always a serious contender, starting from yep. two thousand and four when they yep. got Jose Mourinho, uh, all the way to uh, last season. Um, yep. Obviously, people people listening to this will know that uh, because of the conflict in uh, with the Russia Ukraine conflict. Yeah. Um, a lot of the Russian oligarchs had their property seized, and a lot mm-hmm. of the Western Western world uh, Western world seized their assets. And unfortunately, Chelsea Football Club was an asset of Roman uh, Roman Abramovich, so he had to sell the club in order to be in the good graces of. Um, uh, let's not even get into the politics of Western interference, but let's continue. Yeah, well, we're, we're, football, we're, football, we're a football podcast, so we're yeah. just going to say Yeah, let's, let's stay away because I have a lot of, you know... Huh. Anyway, let's, let's, yeah. let's continue. There, yeah, there are ramifications for those political decisions in Absolutely. football. So we just have to... We'll as as, as there should there. be, but... but the the ramifications themselves, the punishments, yes. you know, reper- you know, I don't know. Yeah, so basically, we're not we're not going to go into the political um, reasons for yeah. this, but we're just going to talk. So back to back to what I was saying about Chelsea being this season being their inshallah season is, I think um, their new owner, <laughs> their new owner, and I forget his name, but he's an American uh, billionaire. He he's just shooting from the hip right like yes it's <laughs> like it's like oh, what's that show on apple apple plus um apple tv what was that oh, show? Lasso. Yeah. Lasso. Yeah, like Lasso. Like... <laughs> he's just he's just doing whatever right and you see you're, you're seeing it with your transfer uh strategy too it seems like there's no 
there is no real strategy to that. They sold, no, not sold. They loaned out Lukaku. Obviously, Lukaku wasn't happy in Chelsea. He didn't like Tuchel's, Tuchel's way of playing. But yep. they didn't replace, they didn't replace Lukaku with another out and out striker. Yep. And, and Lord have, knows the strikers in Chelsea, they need, they need right. Jesus. Right, so the likes of Timo Werner, Pulisic, um, uh, Mason Mount, even if he's a midfielder, sometimes he drifts to the yeah, yep. he drifts to the Up attack. Um, yep. They they signed Sterling, but everyone in football knows that Sterling is not going to replace <laughs> a Lukaku. He's just not. He's not just an out and out uh, striker. Yeah. Um, no, but think, but but so here's the thing. I think the strategy for for um, signing Sterling is you need a player that presses forward, and. Yeah. My whole feeling about Chelsea is Chelsea is is comforting. Like the way I think of Chelsea, they are just a well-rounded, good team. Like they are not yeah. they are not spectacular. They are not trash. You know, you don't hate them. No, nobody is really hating Chelsea. Nobody really loves them either, except for their fans. They're kind of just yeah. there. And if you look at their playing style, um, a lot of it, you know, I think again. It, their, their playing style also changed and varied based on their opponents who they were playing. But mm-hmm. mostly, they would play passing and joking around and holding the ball, trying to keep maintain possession, some long balls here and there. And I think right. the whole idea of Sterling coming is, let us have a player that just kind of forces us to move forward. And even yeah. in looking at his preseason highlights too, that's what he's been doing. He's been creating more chances. He's been moving the ball forward. He's been pressing more, and hopefully that creates more opportunities. And then they are, they need they still need a finisher. So and, and yeah. I think that's your point is that Sterling is not a finisher. He's not Lukaku. He's not he's not that you know world class striker that you're looking to to just clean up any opportunity you see. So that's yeah. the gap in their team. But I, I I think the signing of Sterling is still very important at least in getting them to to start. Moving the ball, like be, becoming more of a very aggressive attacking team. When I think of yeah. an attacking team, Liverpool, the, and, and that's what we're talking about, the two contenders for the title, and they've been the same two for the past couple of years, is Liverpool and City. And if you look at their ball, of course, they have different playing styles, but the whole point is to create more opportunities and to press. They are always pressing. Especially a team like City, they are always pressing and it's a high press. Liverpool, they might not be always pressing, but they are they they are with crosses from Alexander Arnold, their midfield everywhere, they're at least creating opportunities up front and they are moving yeah. the ball forward. So I think that's the whole point of Sterling signing, and I think he's going to bring that to Chelsea. But like Sos mentioned, do not expect him to come and be your finisher. And you're the guy that's going to be giving you goals. That's not going to happen. Yeah. But he will help you yeah. move the ball forward. Let's not let's not forget that they didn't they sold their best defender and they didn't replace the defender. They sold Rudiger this year Crazy. to Real Madrid. They sold uh, yep. Christensen. Uh, Thiago Silva yeah, Thiago Silva is thirty eight years old. You can't expect him to <laughs> to carry that team to uh, a solid defense. Um, yeah, but, well, but to be but, fair, to be fair, yeah, to be fair, they yeah. signed they signed Kulubali. Yes, they signed Kulubali. Kulubali is an established uh, Syria R 
defender, um, yeah. one of the top 10 center backs in the world, in my opinion. So, um, but he too is, um, he's an aging defender as well. So it's, um, it's interesting to see if they'll sign another center back. Um, yep. They have Reese James to play the right wing back right position back. and yep. um, Ben Chilwell and Alonso still on the team. Yep. Um, interesting to see. Um, I think Chelsea is one team that I feel like is this year is going to be a very, unless every player decides to play at their best, which sometimes you don't get that in a season. I don't think I, I don't think I have them. Well, yeah, I don't think I have them in my top four. Yeah, and, and 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 that's what I'm saying, right? They are typically a team one. that they just feel good. They they are like the you don't care for or care less yeah. about them. Yeah, they're just there. Um, so we will we'll have to see. You know, I think with the whole you know the new owner and those politics and getting assimilated with the culture with football how that is mm. going to impact how they play the money they have to sign players and mm. just overall performance we'll have to see but yeah chelsea is just is air for me right now mm. so we've touched on man city we haven't and uh, i think the last team to touch on i know we're going um very close to an hour here but uh liverpool what do we think about liverpool i'll let you I start mean, off yeah liverpool Again, they are, you know, Jurgen is doing a great job with those boys. Um, their preseason has been a little iffy, um, but I think again they are the team that they just find a way to band together. There's there are deep ties on of camaraderie with those boys, and they find a way to just get it done. I still think the best player in the Premier League, Salah, is there. Um, of course, it was kind of painful to see um, Mane leave, go over to Bayern, go get sold to Bayern. So I'm curious to see how they are going to fill that position because he was a very strong, um, you know, he feel, he filled a very important um, position for Liverpool. And, you know, I'm curious to see how they how they feel that or how they play without him but that said you know i think liverpool is always going to be a strong team they might not be you know kind of very loud you know and i think that's also dragging down just it's in the culture of liverpool they are just there to do their job and to go like that's it so i think of course they're going yeah. to be contenders for the title again this year and you know, we'll have to see how it progresses. Of course, they have some new players now as well. So let's let's see, let's see. Um, uh, and and I'm saying I'm saying a lot of let's see because I have just come to. I I think I'm I'm in that maturity stage with my football, with my love for football. I am no longer going to be the guy that's out here screaming and saying this was going to happen. I have mm -hmm. been taught that I don't know. So yeah. let let the season get started. We are making all these predictions now based on preseason. They've been playing farmers in preseason. It's obviously mostly friendlies. They're never playing like the A team. So you can't really make any conclusions based on that. Let's yeah. get a couple games in. Let's see how, you know, 
injuries, players, egos, everything factors in, then we'll, we'll take it from there. Yeah, um, I think Liverpool is an interesting team. I think you you hit the nail on the head with the culture thing. I think with the signing of Jurgen Klopp, there's been an emphasis on um, both in terms of like recruitment, in terms of development. It's yes. been so seamless, right? Um, yep. A lot, a lot of their players are. It's so surprising when you look at the age of their players. Um, they they all started with um, Jurgen Klopp around the twenty five year, twenty six year olds like Salah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mane, uh, Firmino. All those guys are thirty now, and then you have the young bulls that are behind that are behind them, the Jotas, the yes. um, Nunes that they just signed. Yep. Um, what's that? What's that kid's name in January that they signed? Um, the striker uh, from Porto. Uh, forget his name. I'm blanking on his name, but our listeners will know who I'm talking about. So that's the next generation, right? Um, you mm-hmm. see the Harvey Elliotts. Um, you see um, all these guys are going to replace like the Hendersons and stuff. So they have a pipeline for development, which is what I noticed about Liverpool. And there's there's a standard, right? Like they keep yep. a certain standard. They don't care who you are, which is why I think. Um, they allowed Mane to go for such a uh, cheap fee, I would say. Uh, Mane didn't, I think he left, left for less than 50 million pounds, which is mm-hmm. very surprising. All right. Um, <laughs> Being that last season was even when you would uh, require the most money out of him because he performed his best, I think, in his career last season. Yeah, last season was arguably his best season with um, obviously winning the... Um, African, yeah. African being the best player, the best African player. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, it was just surprising. But I think it goes back to the whole strategy that Liverpool has in terms of like developing their players. A big a signing that not really a signing, but something that they're happy to put behind them is uh, getting Salah to sign a long term contract <laughs> with the team. And you know, you know they were playing though. They were playing. Yeah. That was a major. It was a major heart issue for um, the Liverpool fans um, because the kind of production that Salah gives, not to be able to guarantee that he will sign again, was a problem. And it seemed like it, it, I think I think it was good to see the teams come to a compromise there. Salah going to another team would have been a bit funny. Um, and but, destroyed Liverpool. Yeah, because you know, yeah, I I think at this point they don't have a backfield for Salah just yet. Yeah, exactly. And I think exactly. maybe that's also why they went ahead with the signing is that strategically, as they are signing all these new guys, Nunez, Jota, I don't know, maybe they'll start looking for somebody else that can fill that right wing uh, position too. But there's nobody like Salah. There's nobody that can come, and persist. You know, consistently give you those goals like and that's the thing right it's it's liverpool's whole thing as much of as as much as we are seeing the game of football progress into being a team organized sport and i think it's becoming very and this is not even only with football you know if you go into basketball if you go into american football it is very all these team sports 
it yeah. is imperative that you play as a team. Liverpool is still heavily reliant on Salah. And I think their point or the goal is to try to get them to start playing into this model. Of course, they play as a team, but a lot of the goals that get scored and opportunities are coming mostly from Salah. Now, they have some new signings. They have some, some players that have been there. We still Luis, younger guys. Yeah. Luis Diaz is the player that was yes, yes. referring to from Port, Porto, by the way. Um, yeah. Yeah, it'll be. I mean, Liverpool is, is an interesting team. I think they're looking very sharp. They won the Community Shield um, this season against uh, Man City. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, Man yeah, City is rap uh, is Man um, City is uh, kind of starting slow, but we'll see how the season goes. Um, who do you think will be in the top? We'll say top eight for mm. this season. I'm going to be boring and say Manchester City does it again, does it three peat. They win it again with Liverpool coming second, Spurs third. Um, it'll be it'll be very close between Arsenal and Chelsea, but I think Arsenal nick it from Chelsea and come fourth. Um, Chelsea fifth, Manchester United sixth. Um, these guys are my dark horses, but I have uh, Leicester coming seventh. And Leicester then, City. Yeah, Leicester City coming seventh, and then eighth. Eighth is who? That's tough. I don't know who I'm going to put for eighth. I think that's an open, <laughs> an open spot. Yeah, yeah. For me. Hmm. Okay. So for me, I actually see um, the team I see taking it this year is going to be Manchester United. <laughs> Whoa! So wait, sorry, say that again. <laughs> Manchester that's, United to win it. That's a joke. Obviously, um, that joke is dead. That's not happening. Um, I think. I think. You know, I would give it to City too. For first, second runners up are going to be Liverpool. Um, third position, actually, I'm giving it to Arsenal, bro. I don't wow. think I, I think I think we are going to see Ateta flourish, and you know, hopefully, he just is able to keep this streak and fire burning. I think he has mm-hmm. a lot to prove after yeah. being, you know, kind of discarded from City. So I think he's going to shine. Um, so I think Arsenal is going to get come in third. Um, after Arsenal, I think Manchester United is going to come fourth. The reason mm-hmm. I say that is because, um, again, we don't know how Ronaldo or where Ronaldo is really going to end up with all of this. But at least with this new coach, I think there is going to be some form of winning mentality, some discipline, some ability to fight, create chances, you know, tactic, all these new things, Sha, yeah. that might, again, it will be a very mago-mago thing. It's not going to be like we deserve it, but it will be mago-mago and we'll enter top four. Enter top four. So I see Manu being four. 
And then I see Chelsea fifth, bro. Chelsea is fifth. Mm-hmm. And then after Chelsea, then we can talk about Tottenham. Mm. So Tottenham is probably going to, for me, they'll be sixth on my list. And then for seven and eight, I really don't know. I don't know how I feel about Leicester City. Uh, you know, I think there are some boys to West Ham, Aston Villa, you know, some mm. some some teams that, you know, leads. Um, let's see. I know of course they lost Rafina this uh transfer oh, market. I, I think I think Leeds is getting relegated. We're gonna do our relegation <laughs> <laughs> we'll do our relegation list now. So uh, <laughs> I don't think they're they're, t- they're getting to the top ten, bro. <laughs> Even top fifteen, I don't know if they're going to do it. You think, but, brother? You think Leeds is going to go? Yeah, I think they're going down. Man, going down. that 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 hurts me a little because I really yeah. like their ball and I like Bamford. Yeah, they're and, going, and they're they are. Yeah, I I I hear Thanks. you. I hear you. I hear Thanks you. But Rafinha, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. R- Raf- losing Rafinha is is heavy. That's it's that's. Yeah, so you know, let, let let's see. So that's that's kind of my top six. I don't know seven, eight yet, and okay. quite frankly, I don't like maybe West Ham. They they they've been doing well at least over the yeah. last two seasons. So let 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 us see how how it goes. Um, what do you have for relegation? For relegation, I mean, dude, it has to be, it has to be one of the newcomers, man. I know historically, typically they were at least last one season, yeah. But but it will probably be like Newcastle or Bournemouth. I would see those two getting relegated, and, mm-hmm. and Fulham too. I just historically those boys have not competed at any level. That is anything. I I think for I think I have two of the same uh, people you have, but. Um, Newcastle is going to stay just because they have the resources yes. and the money to stay. But yeah. I think that Fulham and Bournemouth are going to go down. Yeah, yeah. They just, yeah. Fulham, Bournemouth, and uh, Leeds for me are going to be relegated. <laughs> it hurts yeah. that you're putting Leeds on that list, but yeah. but I understand. I understand. Let's see. Let's see. Not Nottingham not Forest will stay. Because it seems like they they are aggressive with some of their transfers this season. They signed mm-hmm. um, Lingard. Uh, Jesse Lingard is in. Yes, um, yes. Nottingham Forest, which um, is interesting. I thought he was going to go back to West Ham after his amazing season right, there. Right, um, right. But, I think he was but asking for a lot of money. And, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not like, possible. You know, going to pay him that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, facts. This season is going to be the first season. Well, we had it during the lockdown season but this season we're going to go back to five substitutes officially so you can make five substitutions wow. this season yep um uh this season will be a weird one because in the middle of the season christmas time everyone is going to break for the world cup mm. and, yes um, yes um what else yeah so i think it's gonna be an ex- exciting season i'm really excited for this season friday can't come soon enough yep and uh so so Last section, give us one recommendation on your FPL. Who do you who is one who is one person you have on your I, FPL? I, I think it goes without saying, like Jesus it has to be on your FPL just because of form right now. Who yes. is the player that's on form? He looks five good. Five goals in five goals in seven games, although it albeit uh preseason, 
Yes. He's looking hot. He's looking yeah. hungry. He's looking ready to attack. So that's the one player I recommend for people that want to start game week one with at least someone that will bring you some points. I think Jesus is that player. How yeah. about you? You know, you can't you can't go wrong with the maestro Salah. You have like mm. I'm sorry until yeah, yeah. until they clean up Liverpool's tactics, they become a complete team and they yeah. are backups for him. You you just more needs to be on your team. And yeah, and <laughs> he just has to be there. So yeah, with that, you know, good luck with you know uh, FPL uh, week one for all of those that are participating. Yeah. Um, we're actually going to launch um, and share or have a link available for those that are interested in joining a ball and bands uh, league. Um, and also, you know, good luck to all the teams that are going to obviously start again. I am always excited. My baby always yarns me that she doesn't see me as I'm, I'm only as happy. I'm only happy when when uh, Premier League is going on, and I'm just I'm just glad that the boys are back because it's been like you said without World Cup in this summer, it's been very dry. It's been very you know it's just stiff. It feels goofy, so I'm yeah. glad that we're about to start. There's some commotion, ginger drama that's about to start again. So yeah, let's yeah, let's looking forward to it. Uh, it's been good uh good to get the first episode down in wraps it's been uh it's been a good one we touched on every team kind of went through a preview well not every team every yeah, the uh, key top teams. six team yeah. yeah and uh some some of the new boys as well so excited to see the new season and yeah with that we'll wrap it up today it's been an exciting first episode for the ball and bands podcast and excited to get this show on the road sir Thanks for joining us, guys, and we'll catch you next time. All right, have a good week, everyone.